I was addicted to a cafe app <laughs> where I would make food on my little cafe app <laughs> and serve it to my customers. So I would set an alarm in the middle of the night <laughs> and when the food was ready, I'd serve it to my customers on my cafe app. <laughs> and then I would pay money to get the premium food Dad. to get the customers in. Well done. This is our war on debt. This is what we're declaring today. We've got to get rid of bad debt as yes. soon as possible. I love being a mortgage broker at the moment because we actually have to say to you, this is why this is a better product. Oh. Yeah, that's a big one for Ooh. you. It's a big, oh, no. huge, okay. huge, huge financial institution. But not people, many people know about it. There's probably a lot of theories around debt and whether any debt is good debt. Who do you speak to first, the accountant, the mortgage or the financial planner? Good one. All three of us at the same time. No, no, no. I love offset accounts. What? See, I'm team redraw. Wait, what's so the difference? I... Yeah, it's a learn skill because sometimes it doesn't happen naturally. Yeah. And I certainly had to learn it. Why is it important to have no debt at the end of your life? If they don't do it now, a mortgage broker goes to jail, basically. Between you and I, Talitha, this is what we've got to keep an eye on with all our clients because uh, I see too many clients in their late 50s now still having mortgages of uh, three to $400,000 yeah. and when you actually tell them the truth of how, you, how are you going to pay that off when they retire, yeah. it's extremely hard. Like I remember even trying to get Miriam to make me a coffee. Tell you what, that was hard enough. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if, you know, Miriam had to fork out money to pay for my mortgage? <laughs> I don't. She would happily do that, I think. <laughs> Sorry, I, yeah, don't do, I don't do coffees. I just can't make them. Steve, yeah. you raised a really good point there, yes. and I think sometimes we don't want to think about those things. We put it out of our mind. Um, that's something to, to go wrong. Else. But not I just found out, and, yeah, sometimes bad things happen. Welcome to the Sisters That Slay podcast featuring Mim, Fez and Beef, also known as Miriam, Talitha and Ferial. We are three sisters building our mini sister empire and bringing you on the journey. We're passionate about learning and growing from those that have been there, done that, ticked the box, won the prize and have the scar. Real people, real stories, we uncover their secrets to how they are living their best lives and push through their lows. Dream the impossible and make it your reality. One life, the critics, you've got a sisterhood that want to see you slay. We're very excited here because I tell all my clients, you have to seek advice from a financial advisor and accountant. And in this room, we have both. So it's the triple trifecta here. We're on a winner. And um, so we're very excited. So let's get stuck in to the top 10 tips. And I hope you're sort of taking some notes and making sure that um, you you follow along because even if you do one tip, it's going to make such a big difference. And the number one tip that I have, the top, top tip is get your mortgage reviewed by a trusted mortgage broker with a panel of options, number one. And I say that because it's so important because you can do everything you like under the sun, but if you haven't got the right loan for you and your situation, everything's wasted. Well, I mean, you can still do great stuff, but you really need to set yourself up. So when your circumstances change, if you want to upsize, downsize, sell some properties, buy a new property, see a trusted mortgage broker, I think a really important thing there as well um, with that is if you go to the one bank, you're limited to just that 
those banks' products. And as you would know, with the Banking Royal Commission and everything that's been going on, there's been a lot of tightening up about around lending. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's really important to have that panel um, because you might have a favourite bank, but if that favourite bank isn't bar- uh, lending to a certain criteria, then you're out of the race with that bank. So that's why it's, we're yeah. saying make sure you've got options available, yep. particularly now that um, lending has really tightened up with the serviceability calculators and everything. Absolutely, right. and that's, yeah, definitely one of the uh, top uh, top things that brokers can help you with is access a wide range of uh, lenders um, that will tailor your products, tailor their products to suit your situation, and it definitely saves you time because I remember, Miriam, I'm not sure if you remember, we actually went to, into a bank to open up account and it took us... Hours, hours just to open up an account. Here we were naively, like, let's go open and a bank. Break. <laughs> and what you said, Miriam, is so true. I actually had uh, working for a bank at one stage, and yes, they only uh, tend to look at one, tend to look at their own mortgage. Yeah. So brokerage gives you uh, across the range the whole options, and I think it's more than twenty that you've got on. I that. got yeah, so thirty-five at this stage. That's just residential um, lending as well. So. You know, pretty much any situation that you might be in, we can provide an option for that. So, and also the uh, things that a broker can help you with is compare your loan to keep sure, make sure one, you know, you're in the market with the interest rates because interest rates are at record low in Australia at the moment. But, you know, making sure that, you know, the lower the rate, the more basic the product. So this is where your broker can advise on sort of the product that you set yourself up with and, you know, tailor it to your situation and also, you know, compare your package and see if you're on the right package because they do come with fees. So this is another, this is associated with making sure that your loan is set up right for you because you could be paying a $495 package fee every single year and not be utilising it. Talitha, I don't know if you're coming through this later on in the uh, show or not, but uh, how often do you think someone should have their mortgage reviewed? Yeah, so, you know, it's usually recommended sort of every couple of years. So if you think back to the last time you might have refinanced or, you know, or if your property, if you want to buy a property, it's a good time to see a mortgage broker just to see how much you can borrow if you want to buy investment property. So anytime you're thinking about it, so, yeah, I often advise people, you know, every every two years. Is that what you would recommend, Miriam? Yeah, I think as well we have a lot of clients where they um, have that dream of wanting to buy their first home. They've mm. been saving up but they have no idea really if they're in the market or how far off they are. So I think it's always, even if um, you think you might not be just ready for it yet, I would always encourage go and speak to a professional yeah. and see um, sort of how much more you'd need to save, if based on current scenarios, what you could borrow um, and just get an idea if there are any other ways, um, particularly if you wanted to get into the property market, like using parents as guarantors, that yeah. type of thing, if there are other ways um, to be able to get into the property market yeah. rather than um, continuing to rent. And it opens that, um, you know, that conversation. If, if I say to a young couple that want to buy their first home, I said, look, perhaps you know, are your parents, if they're not going to go guarantors, do they have money to gift you? Is that a conversation that you yes, can have? Yes, of course. So, you know, that's often something. That, and, you know, what children parents often don't have money I mean, to give yeah. their kids. To my daughters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would 100%. Yeah, I recommended uh, my partner's auntie. I was like, those kids are going to be asking for some non-refundable gifts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To purchase their first home. So, yeah, so, if you're lucky enough to get an inheritance or yeah. something else like that, yeah. hey, 
No. Yeah, super lucky. I mean, but it just is this good to have that confidence to know because, you know, it does take about six months of researching to purchase a home, um, you know, and so, you know, within that six months, it's definitely advised to come see a mortgage broker like myself and we'll be able to help you out. And um, brings us to our second point is second top tip is we got to establish the difference between bad debt and good debt. Mm-hmm. And we hear this terminology all the time. And Miriam, I thought being an accountant, yes, can you quickly explain what we mean when we say good and bad debt? So there's like probably the- a lot of theories around debt and whether any debt is good debt. Yeah. Um, so we're not going to get into that. Uh, my preference is to have as little amount of debt as possible. Yeah. But there are different types of debt and some is better than other types. Mm-hmm. So a bad debt would be, say, your credit cards on high interest rates. Another bad debt would be your own home, which you're not earning any income from. A good debt is one where you've borrowed to be able to make Um, income from. So if you've got a rental property and your rental property has debt attached to it, then there's rental income. Um, Another example of a good debt would be, say, if you had to purchase equipment for your business and that is generating income, I would consider that a good debt. Um, Steve, any other comments that you'd like to add to the good debt, bad debt? Well, I was just going to say, is the key to that that uh, good debt uh, that you can write off against tax? and Yeah, well, it's tax down? deductible because, yeah. if it's generating income. Right, okay. So when you're saying about the mortgage, obviously you can't write that off. So Not that's, uh, that's just a key point that people should remember just in case. Yes, yeah. Okay. And I think it's also um, when you're looking at buying um, a property and or investment property, factoring in what might happen, and we talk a little bit about this down the track with uh, different types of structures, but really getting an understanding of is this house going to be a first house and you're going to be buying a bigger house down the track because mm. we might want to structure it, the loan differently just in case you might start paying off some of the principal. So it's really getting um, a, a team around you, mortgage broker and accountant, to really help you um, structure the loan correctly and or, and you might talk about this, do you talk about just credit cards in general? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. So pretty much obviously we know the bad debt and it's a really, really big issue at the moment. Almost every single person that I see has a credit card, a personal loan, car loan. And, um, yeah, it's really about consolidating if you do need to just to make sure that we can pay the debt off as soon as possible because bad debt, it just, it's just it's just ruining everything for everyone at the moment, unfortunately, because it does come into servicing when you want to borrow some more. Um, you've got to make this monthly repayment on purchases that you might have purchased on sale but you're actually paying more because you're paying interest on it. So that's really important. I think that, um, you know, consolidating your debts and making sure even if you're sort of, um, you know, making one easy payment, really focusing on paying off that because obviously, you know, it would be nice to pay off your home loan and have savings. But if you've got a $20,000 credit card and you've got $20,000 in savings, credit cards maxed but you still got savings it's kind of like yeah i was just going to say out of all the bad debt what would be the the worst one would it be the credit card yeah i think anything that's high interest so i'm talking about 30 percent yeah 30 percent um high interest um so you have a yeah and that's why you can sit down with your mortgage broker and you can say hey look this is what i've got 
um, this is the one that's costing me the most and that's probably the one that you probably need to focus on paying off. Yeah, I know in financial planning, for instance, the ones that we aim for the most is the ones with the highest uh, interest rate first and then yeah. you slowly pay that one off and then when that one's finished, we go yeah. to the next highest and yeah. then we just keep carrying and on. And like anything that. in arrears as well because the arrears default rate is just huge. So, um, yeah. So I was shaking my head at bad debt. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. was there something um, you wanted to add? Well, I just noticed online we've got quite a lot of people uh, tuning in right now with us. Yeah. Um, so I just want to put it out to the audience there mm-hmm. and on the webinar and on Facebook Live. If you have any questions, this is the time to ask yep. for it. So we're just going to yeah. call out some questions from our audience, yep. our what friends, I, yeah, put them out there. What I do want to establish around consolidating debts is stop getting, like, like I see clients that, Um, will max out all their credit cards, then consolidate it all into their mortgage. Then two years later, they've got credit cards maxed out again and they're looking for that equity in their house to consolidate those mortgages. And it just goes on a debt merry-go-round where they're just constantly. And that's all okay if you want to just continue increasing your level of debt and houses go up. But we've seen in some areas that houses have actually gone down and clients are potentially getting into negative equity. So that's right. It's really important. The goal for everyone that has their own home and why Mm. I'm so passionate about this is to make sure we're actually owning our home and can you, paying off that can debt. Can you just, uh, just for like those of us, what do you mean by negative equity there? So negative equity, I'm talking about when the loan is now greater than the house. Yeah. We do have clients in this situation. Um, they're, it's the ones, it's been the uh, clients that have been in negative equity are the ones that have purchased in Queensland in some of the rural areas. Yeah. And sometimes brand new um, houses that they would expect it to, yeah. to rise so and they haven't. And, it's been yeah. like the mining towns where they potentially lived yeah. and then the mining's gone away and now all the house values have all dropped and they're stuck. Like, and if they want to sell, they can't they're sell st- yeah, yeah, and they're then stuck. even sometimes clients do sell and they're stuck with a ninety thousand dollar loan that's not attached to anything, and that's really important that mm. you know we're looking at that as a situation in terms of, and that's when it comes to my next point as far as know your spending and living expenses. Um, yeah, this is really important because sometimes when I look at living expenses for clients, they they tell me, oh yeah, yeah, it's a, I spend five hundred dollars in this and. When you actually sort of sit down with them and look at the transactions, they're actually spending a lot more than what they realise. Yeah, mm-hmm. It also comes down to the habit of just saving in general, doesn't yeah. it, Salita? Like yeah. uh, you could also always get another loan, but the problem is if you don't uh, restrict yourself to your spending, yeah. uh, that loan level is going to get higher and higher all the time. Yeah, and especially changing your habits. I think that was an important point yes, that you mentioned, 300%. Steve. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. And we got to try and get rid of, this is our war on debt. This is what we're declaring today. We've got to get rid of bad debt as yes. soon as possible. A war. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And so, I mean, it's hard because, I mean, I got a, I got an email saying there's a sale on in the weekend. We, actually, let's talk about this. So, so Wait, you did, from where? Have, you did <laughs> at one that. point have potentially a shopping addiction. Is that right? Or you've uh, still got it? Or, well, this is what I like to do. I, lo- I like to shopping. think about the psychological, you know, why, why am I spending? And because obviously I'm a... You know, I love to go shopping. I love sales. I love the thrill of it. I love thinking about it. Oh, it gets me so excited. As much as, <laughs> you know, mortgages gets me excited. But uh, what I do now is I just online shop and then fill up my shopping cart and then I close it and then mm, that's, that's, that's your my little rush thrill. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you but, don't actually buy it? No. no. Oh, just okay. leave it in the shopping <laughs> cart. In the shopping cart. 
Yeah. So it's like, great. Yeah. I, I sometimes do that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this, this, this. And then and I was like, oh, how and it becomes the list for shipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it becomes too difficult to purchase it. So you're like, okay, yeah. that was fun. And so my, my six-year-old son has just come across eBay. And so yeah. my rule with him now, so he'll put things in the car, uh, in the cart. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, so if you still want it in seven days, so wait seven days, then we could possibly wait think about yeah. buying it. So he forgets about it most of the time and never talks about it again. I delete it from yeah. the cart. Yeah. I know I personally, I don't have credit cards. I don't do zip pay. I don't do afterpay. Yeah. I don't do anything. For me, the golden rule, if I don't have the money, I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't go on zero interest freeze. Yeah. Because. But we were, okay, I just want to say something. So that's you. And I remember Miriam was doing my tax one year and she's going through my expenses. She's like, what are you buying? And I was like, um, like but, normal stuff. But that's but, a, that's yeah. a good point that Miriam brings up because I do the same. It's cash only. Yeah. Uh, and when I run out of Wait, cash in my pocket, I stop spending. Like as in you go to the ATM, get cash out. Well, cash sorry, out? I use an FPOS card, okay, which comes yeah. out of my card. bank account, yeah. which means yeah. you can see what's always in your bank account. Okay, so yeah. you are a firm believer in no credit cards. Well, I've. Got heaps of credit cards, but I don't actually use them. Yeah. I've actually got a very See, high I, limit. Yeah, right. so I, okay. I'm one of those people. I've got credit cards, but I pay off the monthly balance. It's always there. I never earn interest. And I can, I'm very strict and I've always been that way. I have this, I don't want to pay any interest because I'm saving money on these sales. Like I go 50% off, you know, I'm there, you know, fighting with the ladies with the clothes. And I don't want to pay. You You're know, in the lineup. I'm rushing in, in I know. to get to Aldi up, to get your up, yeah, just to get the outdoor furniture. <laughs> yeah. Outdoor furniture. Six thirty in the morning. I'm there. I'm one of those people on the Boxing Day sales. Like, hold but, me back. And the thing about Talitha, she's always about the quality items over the yeah. quantity. So yeah. she'll yep. she was very good at searching and finding and spending that time and effort to find the good yeah. quality. And bargains. because I'm spending hours, and this is what sometimes I tell clients that want a credit card that comes with points. You know, I you know I work hard. So I get gift vouchers and I only spend those gift vouchers. But you got to make it work for you. And I wouldn't recommend that or something. But if you're one of those, if you've done all these top 10 tips and you come to me and say, I want to get a credit card with points and you can show me that you can budget, yep. you're paying it off, then go for I it. Do, yeah. Admittedly, we do have business clients that strategically use the points, yeah. run all their business expenses through and then get their holidays. Yeah. Um, but for the normal mum and dad, uh, the normal person who gets a bit tempted, easiest rule of thumb is just don't like don't use the credit cards yeah mm. and it's easier said than done but if you we, we talk about this later as well in terms of you got to work out why why do you want to pay off your home loan faster mm. and it's this is a good lead into our next question because you know why is it important to have no debt at the end of your life or not have to worry about debt if something changes you know sometimes you know you change jobs you change careers you want to go out to study and having that freedom to be like okay i've got my family expenses this is covered by this i don't have to pay an extra $200 a month off my credit card so this leads us into a top like top 3 point is now it's really important that if something happens in your life that you can pay off your debts. So suddenly you have to stop working. And so number three is make sure you are protected if something went wrong or you can't pay off your home loan with your normal source of income. So life happens and accidents and injuries and death and anything along the way. And I know this because recently I uh, unfortunately broke my leg oh. <laughs> playing, playing women's football. And um, did you win? Yeah, uh, we, we won that game. She ran around on a broken leg. Yeah, I walked around five, five days with a broken up. leg. But it made me realise, this was a mini life event that for me that made me realise I'm a mortgage broker, I need to be mobile. 
I need to make sure I'm at, I'm at clients' houses. I'm, you know, working. You know, clients are depending on me to buy their first home, second home, you know, investment. I need to be, you know, active and making sure. So this was a really big wake-up call for me to be like, hey, Steve, mm. I've had this mini life trauma. It's not as big as what, you know, some people go through cancer. Some people are made redundant. You know, mental health issues is a really big thing at the moment. So, Steve, why is it important to protect your family and your own home and yourself if something goes wrong? Yes. And most likely yes. it will. So, so Lisa, it's very critical uh, just from experience, not myself personally, but uh, I've known someone uh, very close to me that uh, about 10 years ago, I won't mention any names, but uh, they uh, – they were in their 40s and they uh, attracted uh, cancer in the blood. And uh, this particular person that I'm talking about uh, had a lot of the packages that I showed to clients in general. Uh, that person, when they got the cancer in the blood, and this is 10 years later now, they, they haven't passed away. Mm. But the problem is, is that in the last 10 years that uh, they've probably been able to work a maximum of about five hours a week. Um, now, this person had uh, obviously a wife and one child and um, what you'd find is that on five hours a week, that income just wasn't enough for the mortgage that they had. They had a nice home near the beach. Um, but what happened, because he was fully covered in a lot of different ways, such as trauma cover, uh, what actually happened, he got a huge payout, and that allowed him to pay out the, the complete mortgage on his home. Yeah. And what actually happens now, 10 years later, their son uh, actually went through private school. Yeah. Um, he also went to university, and I think I've just heard that he's finished his master's in a particular de- in a particular area. Yeah. And also, the wife who had a part time job when this happened ten years ago has still got the same part time job today. Yeah. So what happened there is that she didn't have to go and get two or three jobs yeah. just to put food and on the table. And that's what happens. The friends and family, yeah. like if yeah. something happens to you, like I remember even trying to get Miriam to make me a coffee. I tell you what, that was hard enough. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine if, you know, Miriam had to fork out money to pay for my mortgage? <laughs> I don't. She would happily do that, I think. Sorry, I, yeah, don't, do, I don't do coffees. I just can't make them. No, yeah, well, I mean, you know. So, but, Steve, yeah. you raised a really good point there, yes. and I think sometimes we don't want to think about those things. We put it out of our mind. Um, that something to, to go wrong. Else, but not I just to found me. out, and, yeah, sometimes bad things happen. But it's, yeah. Yeah. if you've got a strategy in place, if you've got backups in place, mm. um, to have that relief of not having to worry about that mortgage yeah. while you're de- dealing with things. So I think it's really important and that's why um, we work as a team. So it's Steve works with our clients, Talitha works with um, our clients and I work with our clients to make sure we're looking at all the situations to one, help reduce mortgage and then two, if anything was to happen, um, that there's a backup mm. plan in place and there there are yeah. And for all the people listening tonight, just to keep a, keep your mind on that, if you're healthy now, is the best time to actually get insurance, believe it or not. It's a bit like going to the bank for a loan. If you have got money in the bank, they'll loan it to you. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same health-wise. So health-wise, if you're in really good condition, it's the best time to actually get some type of policy because what actually happens is that you lock in the company uh, and they can't change that policy uh, once you've locked that in. So The younger, the better. Yes, that's right. But so. it's never, um, yeah, you're never too late to have it reviewed potentially right. as well. Yeah, and just like I think, I think you know, Steve and I went to a talk on, on Saturday um, to a bunch of business owners and it was a fantastic talk. And you know what? Two people, on but on their own back, 
stood up and basically said that seeing a financial advisor was the best thing they have ever done in their life. And I was like, what about a good mortgage broker? (laughs) (laughs) No, they they were like full on like praising, you know, financial advisors and Mm. Steve and in their situation, you know, they're, you know, coming to the end of their working career that they're, they're thankful that they're, they're yes. seen a, a financial advisor. So, you know, I think it's really important. And I think, Steve, especially, you know, I've had this mini life trauma this year, but I'm able to bounce back. You know, yep. I'm able to get my insurances in order, um, making sure. And I told my partner, Sam, I said, don't worry. If anything happens to me, don't worry. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Between you and I, Talitha, this is what we've got to keep an eye on with all our clients because uh, I see too many clients in their late 50s now still having mortgages of uh, three to four hundred thousand yeah. dollars and when you actually tell them the truth of how you how are you going to pay that off when they retire yeah it's extremely hard so yeah. between you and I we really have to work on that pretty hard. no I think so as well and that's part forms part of your why so why do you actually want to pay off your loan faster why is making this extra sacrifice of those additional repayments right. you know why is that so mm. important I think it's I become, think yeah one of the things that you've um, reminded me about we had a guest on our podcast and her and her husband set out to pay off their mortgage before they had kids. Wow. And now they're traveling all the time and doing all these things. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they affording it? Because they paid off yeah, their mortgage. mortgage before they had kids. Because wow. I can tell you what, as soon as those kids come along, yeah. in, it's it's a lot harder for two full-time people to be earning really yeah. good salaries. And it's also really important to know, and why you bring that up as well as, you know, when you're a young couple and you haven't started your family yet and you're looking at a house and the bank, you know, mortgage brokers have, banks have told you, oh, you can borrow up to $800,000. But mm. I like to give clients, this is the actual monthly repayment. Mm. Can you Are you it? prepared? You know, this is the minimum, you know, this is the minimum. And, you know, giving it the, to them in figures like that, you know, yeah, you can buy a nice 800000 brand new house, everything's spick and span. But, you know, like our parents did, what's wrong with starting out? Like from the, not from the bottom, but, you know, a nice three-bedroom house. You know, you can do renovations as you go along. Something nice and comfortable. doesn't have to be flashy. doesn't have to be Mm. keeping up with the Joneses next door. Just something that, and, you know, that's a great way, a lifelong lesson because often the richest people, they live in the average houses. So they drive average cars. Average cars. They're not flashing around any flashy handbags or watches. on sale. Um, (laughs) And they are saving their money and buying more houses. Yes. I only so, read an article about Warren Buffett the other day. Yeah. 30 years ago, he bought a home and he's still got the same, same home. Same house. And yeah, he's yeah. the richest man or and second richest man in the world. Yeah. So. yeah. Bill Gates and my, the Zuckerberg Facebook guy, you wouldn't even see a Gucci thing on them, you know. Yeah, they just look. I mean, if I had that much money, I'd be head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. In sales. In sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, you know. So now, when, so you've got a mortgage. Um, you've had it reviewed by a mortgage broker, you've spoken to an accountant, you've spoken to a financial advisor, and now it's time to get to the nitty-gritty of... Hang on, po- hang on. Who do you speak to first, the accountant, the mortgage broker, or the financial planner? Good one. All three of us at the same oh, time. Okay. No, no, no. no. Yeah, all in the <laughs> same room. Yeah, no, so depends. depends on the time of year. Yeah. If right. you're looking at buying a property, obviously, tax time, you got Miriam. You know, if you're thinking about insurances and whether you're covered... Steve. Yeah. Steve all year round, I would say yes, 100%. Yes, four months of the year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me, if, if your circumstances change, you want your home loan reviewed. And obviously, Miriam, when you want to know about the investment property, okay. 
tax side Yeah, I think probably the biggest qu- thing that a client's asked me is, oh, I've bought my own home. Is there any tax yeah. um, advantages? Yeah. No, if you're buying your own home, there is no tax advantages. Boo. Unless you, Boo. Uh, what about if you're renting out some of it on Airbnb? Yeah, we won't go there though. <laughs> <laughs> that's in one of our, that's that's in a, one of our tips. You can use a tip, Drew. Oh, you can sorry. talk about that as well, so that'd be great. So mm. now when we're talking about looking at your home loan, and this is something that we all can do in this room, you can do at home, right now is thinking about, how you want to pay off your loan faster and some ways is using them using your repayments which is you would have heard the term of offset account and a redraw Mm. so i like to sit down with my clients and look at their situation because it's really depending on how much their money they can actually put away so there's no point because often offset accounts come with them with a yearly fee so you've actually got to crunch those numbers and 100% offset is probably the best thing. And funneling all your money into that 100% offset obviously mm-hmm. offsets against the interest. I love offset accounts. What? See, I'm team redraw. Oh, okay. So I'm I love team redraw. I, I'd go for offset accounts. Well. I, offset, I love offset, offset accounts. Of the week, but I'm loving the redraw facilities at the moment. Easy access. Wait, to what's the guys? difference? Good question. This is what we're going to go through. So basically an offset account is a separate account. Mm-hmm. So it's a transactional separate account. That it's um it's kind of on its own. You have your own. You can have your own card attached to it. You can put your everyday living expenses. You can put your income into it. Whereas a redraw is mainly set up for if you make extra repayments into your loan. So it's kind of like a mini savings account within your loan that you can access mm. on the internet often for free. Um, it's a really good way. Like I mean, it suits a lot of people's situation at the moment because it suits if you're renovating, if you need that, if you need that money straight away. An offset account. If you're a long-term saver, you've got to have money in there first right. to offset to make it affordable if you're paying a $495 fee. Yeah. yeah. So, Miriam, let's say for example. Offset accounts are great. So some of my clients might have, a business clients might have a bit of money stashed aside. They yeah. just want to stick it yeah. in an offset Huge account yeah. because they can reduce their non-deductible debt yeah. down. Yeah. So if someone said, someone gave me a hundred thousand dollars right now, so any one of you guys, I will do it. Uh, hey, wait, do you want to eat yeah, check? I would put it in my offset oh. account. <laughs> so, but if, if you gave me two thousand dollars, I would sort of put it against the redraw, um, just so I can access that money if I'm going shopping for my sales. Nah, so you know, it, we, I've got a couple that's paying for a wedding in January, not me, because mine. My parents are going to, no, no. <laughs> so I've got a couple that, you know, I recommended them use their uh, their redraw account. And then once once their wedding's done and dusted, they pay for the honeymoon, they paid for everything, they're setting up their new home. Mm. Then we can look at setting up an offset account, which they will have to pay an annual fee for and making sure it's worth their while. What, what, what's the average annual fee, do you reckon? Uh, anywhere Who between cares? $290. It's, it's just you've got to oh. make sure you just got to make sure you got the cash in there. So if you've yeah. got two to $5,000 and you want to have an offset, yeah. I probably would, wouldn't recommend. Okay. Yeah. Just keep it in your redraw. One good thing at Ferial about the offset account, though, is you, you can actually automatically get your pay put into there. Yeah. And that's where it helps a lot of people because they don't have to think about it. They yeah. just automatically get their pay put in there and, uh, and then that you- just goes against the loan straight away, which is which is a good thing. Yeah. So, And that's when you really need to look at your situation as a mortgage broker we, and then say, hey, look, this is really important that we do this correctly because uh, there's no point. And you can have multiple offsets accounts. I think that's really popular at the moment. As long as as long as it's sort of relative to the fees and charges, so it's really interesting way. But read the terms and conditions, especially with your redraw, because um, that can change at any moment. And what are you looking for in- when you read them? So let's say that uh, you're so let's say you've got a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan, you've got twenty five thousand dollars in the redraw, and it does say that when you look in there, um, your bank could change that 
your limit and be like, oh, okay, your loan limit now is 225000 So you've just not lost, but that $25,000 being absorbed into the loan, whereas an offset account, they can't really touch it without, you know, your permission. So, but I mean, that's, you know, yeah. So that's sort of, and then if someone puts a caveat, unfortunately, on your loan, you lose your redraw. I found, you know, a poor client found that out lately. A what on their loan? A caveat. caveat. So you can't sell it. You have to put a caveat on it. So there's a rules against selling it or, you know, and that stops a redraw. So, But that's something that you can definitely talk to your broker about um, and they can go through all the options for that. But yeah. it's a really popular way and that way it's, it's maximising your money that you've got in there as well. Now, uh, tip number five. Oh, five. I know. High five. High five. The newest tip is the most simple one tonight. Okay, get ready. All right. So the repayments. So automatically the bank sets you up with the minimum monthly repayment. Yeah. What's that? Uh, I don't know, actually, just because I think they accumulate. They no, charge. the bank wants the minimum monthly repayment, because, so yeah, it drags out forever. Yeah, and they can make sixty months. They can make their hundreds of thousands of mm. dollars in yeah. interest. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, of course. So, hot tip: if you're paying monthly, you change it to fortnightly or weekly as soon as possible, because obviously there's twelve months in every year, and there's twenty six weeks. And 52, oh, 26 fortnights and then 52 weeks. So you've about 13 automatically got an extra repayment there without even thinking about it. Yeah. So Whoa. at the end of this webinar, Yay. I will talk to you about a scenario. Take my money. <laughs> yeah, a scenario <laughs> where I can show you straight away where changing your monthly from monthly to fortnightly repayments and how much that has an impact. I'm talking thousands of dollars wow. over the life of your loan because it's essentially you're making a repayment without even thinking about it. So obviously consult with your your monthly budget because I know. think it depends if you're getting most people get paid weekly or fortnightly so why isn't the mortgage just yeah. getting paid yeah. like that too Yeah so you would set it up like that and also like I think even if you even if you got a monthly as well you can still you know ha, you know you set it up as fortnightly as well so yeah and then that's where you, you know it's it's the hottest tip going around but because the bank automatically sets it to monthly, all my loan contracts are monthly and your first your first loan repayment is taken a month after settlement. Yeah. So, yeah, and they, you know, customers physically have to fill out a form, go into the bank, you know, it's a process and that's probably why because, you know, that they make the most of that money from that. So I think that's a bit of a trick, Salitha, because uh, I know banks try to draw out the loan as much as they can. I know in, in certain situations I was getting uh, loan approvals that I didn't even apply for mm, um, no. because I'd paid so much off the loan. So um, obviously <laughs> they, they want you to take out more of a loan. So yeah. you just got to keep an eye on that, I think, to yeah. uh, make sure you got your money under control. Yeah, and also I think it's really good to log in to your loan accounts like all the time because some people just set and forget kind of thing. But, you know, especially, um, yeah, making sure you log in, you know how much your repayments are and not just making, I think it's been, you know, fairly obvious, it's not just making your minimum monthly repayments. Yeah. It's sort of setting it setting it to um, your your budget and making sure that you're making extra repayments because, as I said, at the end of this seminar, uh, the webinar, I'll, I'll sort of give you a real-life example of just paying off an extra Fifty dollars a week. Um, mm. how much? How much impact? Now, wow. I think I think for all you might be shocked. You might be shocked. So your fifty dollars a week is shock me. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing as well. We've really uh, we've kind of covered the spending, but sometimes it's not just like I was like, oh, it's your cup of coffee a day. But it might be 
just saving that $50 a week might be just reviewing and seeing if there's a cheaper provider of something yeah. else. So that's mm. what the next hot tip number six, Miriam, oh. what is it? It's review your spending. So we've listed, obviously, credit cards. So we said pay. track spending and yeah. now it's review spending. Yes, yes, in terms of know what you're spending, like know your spending. Now it's time to review. Would that be situational when you're registering your car? You'd get it reviewed and just to see if you car get it cheaper? Insurance? Car yeah. insurance? Every year. So, you know, let's say car insurance comes up, um, home insurance, home and contents insurance, phone. Phone's a huge thing as well. Phone. Electricity. If, electricity. If you're yeah. paying, let me tell you one thing, if you're paying over $100 for your phone, go. Per month. Yeah, per so month. So many people still are. Yeah, I know. Well, I, um, for example, my partner, um, he. Sam. Sam. <laughs> so we sat down, we reviewed his monthly risk expenses. We changed bank accounts with no monthly fee, so already saved him money. We sat down and he was paying. On his phone contract, he was paying $140, $150 a month uh, for terrible, so terrible internet. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, and he got it down to $40 a month with yeah. the same provider but just changed the way. Like his contract actually ran out and he was paying, ten, uh, you know, $10 for a gig mm. and he only, his contract was for four gigs or something. What did that come down to, Talitha? $40. Whoa. From $150? Yeah. Yeah. And it's real life savings. $100, $100 extra on the mortgage. It goes straight to the mortgage straight away. You don't yeah. even miss Excellent. it. You don't even miss Did it. Did he update his phone? No. Well so done, Sam. Yeah, but it's so slow. It's like, <laughs> but not as slow as his sister we are, got We're all going around with old phones. No, I've got a new oh, phone. Because I'm phone. trying to pay down my mortgage. <laughs> yeah. So I'm uh, Yeah, I had to. I've got an old phone. Yeah. No, I, I 100% think, though, it is important to have the best quality technology that yeah. you can have yeah well Thanks, i think very yeah. anyway, so <laughs> if you're, yeah so Whoa. webinar or facebook people love to let everyone know how they save their money so this is True. so comment because you could yeah. save someone yeah yeah hundreds of thousands of what dollars. is your what is something Ooh. that you've saved money on lately oh, steve dramatically i've got a dramatic one Dramatic. But so, Katrina, uh, Katarina, sorry, she said, she's got a great um, tip here. She said, you're more likely to use an offset account. So if you're not a great saver, the redraw facility is better suited. Yeah. Just talking from experience there, I wonder what yeah. happened there. <laughs> so what's your yeah. big savings hack that you've discovered, Steve? Oh, something I've been doing for a couple of years now, which has worked really well. I actually have a phone which is uh, always about two, three years old because what actually happens, my daughter always gets the latest phone. Mm. When, oh, that, yeah. when that expires Good after girl. two years, I actually get her phone, her give her a few dollars for yeah. it, yeah. and I actually go on a certain plan with a certain provider. Yeah. And for twenty to thirty dollars a month, I get unlimited calls and taxes. So instead of spending a hundred or one hundred and forty, oh. like some people, I'm way down to about twenty to forty dollars wow. a month, which is really good. Yeah. Phone's a bit old, which is two years, but uh, hey. when you're saving that difference, it's, I think it's great. Makes yep. it. Yeah. What's any savings hacks from you, Ferial? Um, I'll just keep on that. If you are going to have a phone that's two years old, let's just, talk about something else besides <laughs> phones. Make sure you let's do uh, something else right. besides a phone. I just think it's really important to have the latest technology and updating okay. your phone is yeah. important. Well, you can you, no. can, you can give us our, our top <laughs> tips it. for looking for a new phone plan. No, uh, mine would have to be electricity, gas, like just reviewing like, that, going yeah. for the different provider. Yep. But seeing, watch, watch, you, watch out because they get you with they give you a, a off peak time versus your on peak time. Yeah, well, I'm on solar, so oh, yeah, no. Okay, so that's another tip, us, solar. So not on solar. So I've got a few things here, and I know um, most of us are pretty good. Um, you know, cook your meals, um, prepare your meals in advance, and take snacks if you're going on an outing. That's kind of like, you know, we think about your spending, and most people do spend money on food. Mm. 
Mm. I know it's nice to go out. It's nice to, you know, I love wining and dining. It's where you find me after I go shopping for the day. Uh, but you know, <laughs> in terms of you know, but I you know, I put it in within my monthly. I know I know my budget, and it's a, it's definitely a treat. But sometimes it happens every single night, especially with Uber, Uber Eats, mm. Menu Log. I think uh, something else. So it's too easy, but it's too much money because you think how much does it actually? cost It all adds you up. Actually, to- oh, you know another one as well because we as an accountant we see. Um, it's the stupid games apps as well. Ooh. Thousands oh, okay. of dollars on Candy, Candy Crush. Crush. Yeah, yeah. Minecraft. It's everything. Go I... through. Like seriously, you Is want it a confession hot time? Tip? You want a hot tip? Cancel your credit card. My and then you find out. And then you find out <laughs> no, what, if you need reckon, things. Yeah, so I was addicted to a cafe app <laughs> where I would make food on my little cafe app <laughs> and serve <laughs> it to my customers. So I would set an alarm in the middle of the night <laughs> and when the food was ready, I'd serve it to my customers on my cafe app. <laughs> And then I would pay money to get the premium food <laughs> to get the customers in. Well done. Um, it's worth it. Though. Oh my okay. god! I really so confession time. So also on Facebook, don't make me the only one that yes. spends ridiculous. Obviously, no, we don't. don't it's anymore. not ridiculous. Oh, like well, like ridiculous. Nani, I remember I bought like fifty diamonds for ninety nine cents one time. That was worth it. <laughs> not anymore because it's going in the mortgage. It's cheap for fifty diamonds. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but are you feeding that spaghetti my, that to was, your cafe no, people? That was my farm. <laughs> that was your farm. Yeah. Nah. So there you go. Our hot tip. Yeah. is cancel your credit cards and then see what, if what? you actually really need it. Because yeah. all think- those sneaky little things that we subscribe yes. to and share your Netflix <laughs> with about as, t- as many family Spotify. members as possible. Yeah, yeah. Share Spotify. your Spotify. Yeah. Don't need to And get them to pay for it. Like, uh, Miriam, I'm still Sharing waiting for is your, caring. your $2 a month. Yeah, for Netflix. Yeah, but no. Can I just can I just say this right now? Miriam's not joking when she says cancel your credit cards. Miriam cancels her credit cards. And I we're do. All, and we're all like, what is going on? I do. I just cancel them when yeah. I've had enough. I was like, who's paying yeah. for Netflix? Now? When I've had enough, I just cancel everyone's <laughs> credit cards. So with Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> so we all feel it when she and cancels her cards, and then like, everyone whatever. comes out of the woodwork yeah. with, with their yeah. oh, the subscriptions being cancelled. I like this famous meme about there's I think Robert Downey Jr. and he's like going like this. Because when Netflix <laughs> erase their subscription, it's not your problem, it's your siblings. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Miriam. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. No, so, yeah, definitely, um, yeah, any tips that you've got, uh, yeah, that would be much appreciated because everyone's got their hot tips. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we've got a sneaky, sneaky number seven in our top Glad. ten tips for paying seven, off your loan faster. And heaven. I, didn't I think that um, Australia, you know, we, we've got top four banks, right? Mm. We've got the top four banks. We've got the smaller other sub-lender banks. But I think what is coming out in the market more and more, and, you know, I've got 35 lenders on my panel and some people are like, oh, I haven't heard of this lender before. And I'll be like, well, that's because they don't have a big budget for advertising. Yeah. That's because they don't pay hundreds of millions of dollars to get into your TV. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The next tip is don't be afraid of the smaller lenders, oh, but the smaller okay. lenders are pretty big too. Right. So it's the smaller or the bigger, lesser known lenders that are just as good, if not better, okay. than the major banks. All right, I didn't know that one. Um, yeah, that's a that fresh tip. Advertised. I've never heard that before. Yeah, this is like- So give us a small lender example, interest rate, what are we talking okay, about? Okay, so oh, we don't, my favourite- I don't know if we're naming banks, but yeah, hey. Yeah, we can, we, can, we can name a bank because my favourite- um, it's 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 a it's a it's a huge it's a huge lender. This is a lesser known one. It's the Bank of China. Oh, yeah, that's a big one for Ooh. you. It's Ooh. a big, oh, huge, okay, huge, huge financial institution. But not people, many people know about it. 
So they've got some great products at the moment. They came out to visit us they came out recently. Visit They're lovely. Give us another example of a smaller uh, lender. Uh, a smaller lender, Bankwest. Uh, okay. Yep. You might yep. have seen them around. They sponsor a few sporting teams. They've got one branch here in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't have the biggest budget, but they're fantastic, especially if you're offset accounts, Bankwest. They're mainly right. Western Australia, aren't they? Um, yeah, Steve, are you telling telling story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now um, any bank space these days. <laughs> yeah, it's so right. true. All the yeah, internet. There's a few a few of them in terms of, you know, there's some really great little ones like Pepper and Bluestone. Yep. That only, I think particularly you know, if you if you do have um diff- like if you're not a cookie cutter employee. Yeah. Good salary, like looking at other options. Is yeah, definitely and they want they want to business too, so they, they'll accommodate some of their. You know, they've got great policies and they're really nice. And oh, they're so lovely. You know, it makes helpful. Oh, it really does. does. It does make yeah. because they're so nice. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> lovely. You stop repaying them. All yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's that's another tip, and I think um, you know. It's it's just looking at the other lenders other than the top four. I mean, the top four are the top four for a reason, but there's some other and I pretty think, good competition. I think out actually, the what's so there's been in case anyone doesn't know, Banking Royal Commission, just everything to do with mortgage broking has tightened up. Now, one of the things a mortgage broker has to do is they have to look at what is going to be the best product for you. Yeah. And um, that's something that a bank doesn't actually have to do. So if you go straight into a bank, they don't actually have to do that. No. A mortgage broker has to do that. So, so what, you know. What, what's the difference? What do they do? So what did they, they do say, before? Yeah, but the thing is. They just have to, like, if they don't do it now, a mortgage broker goes to jail, basically. And what well, did they do before, though, this commission? Uh, well, just re- recommended some, a product that they're mates with, with the banks. Uh, or kind of what would happen or, is they know, would recommend a, a product where they'd get a higher commission on. Uh, yeah, or now they get bonuses. Not, or, yeah, so, yeah. so we actually previously, have to sit there down. Was a, like previously they could do things like that now or they could recommend what their aggregator, like the, the one that they're more linked in, they could recommend that and they would push that loan. Now right. none of that's allowed to happen. Very neutral now. Yeah, you okay. have to yep. give the best product for yeah, the that's client. That's why I love, I love being a mortgage broker at the moment because we actually have to say to you, this is why this is a better product. Yeah, and we actually have to show you to make you understand that this is where you're right. going to be saving this money. This is why, and you know, you actually understand what you're taking on. So you can't just refinance for the sake of no, it. There not, has to be has a to be, genuine yeah, reason why you have to be better off. That's and, a great service. Yeah. I love that. And then even if you know, let's say, you, and this is what happens as well. You're talking about the merry-go-round of refinancing is. Let's say you've got a 20-year loan, Steve, and you come to me and I say, oh yeah, I can give you a 30-year loan. Your repayments will be less, but you're stuck. You know, I actually have, have to say, why, why did I give this customer extra 10 years? Even though repayments were less, yep. doesn't make sense. Right. So that's why I love being a mortgage broker at the moment because so you're, you're more actually accountable, yeah. more accountable mm-hmm. and you're really helping people. This mm. is this is it. This is this is it. You're helping people to, to, to get the loan, get the product that suits them, to pay off their debt faster. There's nothing better. Nothing better. Oh, I love it. Good yeah. Job. So number eight, 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 eight. So now... We're talking about something that some people love to do. Yes. Uh, And it's setting a goal for the next 12 months. And I think that we've talked about working out what your why is. And, you know, we've talked about following some of the steps that we've gone through today. And I think it's really important above anything else is start now. Start today. Start as soon as possible because... You know, the little 1% changes you're going to making today with your budget, the little changes they add up. So let's say you're going to start making a commitment, looked at your budget, 
let's say you, you're not going to buy that takeaway coffee every single day. You're going to put an extra $25 that you would you would have spent on coffee straight into your mortgage straight away. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying in terms of, you know, this is your challenge and implementing a small change, um, you know, and if you're the kind of person that hates change, just sort of write down your goals and know your why. And I think that's really important because there's nothing worse than having the burden of debt on your shoulders and knowing you've just got this sentence. But, I mean, yeah, I'm I, I'm actually super excited. So I've still got a bit of, what is it? I've got good debt and bad debt myself. Yeah. yeah. I am so pumped and so motivated yeah. to get rid of that bad, bad debt, debt as yeah. fast as yeah. I yeah. can. It's like a yeah. competition. And it is. And I've got yeah. a goal set up of where I want to be, yeah. a six-month goal. I want to reduce it. I think I've got to check to see if I've hit it. And then um, because that feeling of just being and I, I've got a track of where yeah, I'm Yeah, what's at. the feeling though, Miriam? What feeling are you trying to achieve? Of just having that relief yeah. that I don't kids, have that. Yeah, you're so a I'm a single mum. I've got three kids yeah. and I did buy a bigger house to fit everyone in. So the mortgage went up house. slightly. We all love it. The mortgage went up slightly for it. Yeah. But now my goal is to hack that mortgage yeah. down, hack it yeah. down as much as possible. We're going to be talking about another hack in here is yeah. to get rid of it because yeah. – I want to be able to focus on other things rather than just wasting my money because majority of it at the moment still goes to interest. Yeah. So the more I can get down, yeah. I'm actually going to be repaying it and getting the principal down. Yeah. So um, what, do you look at it every week or so do you look at it every have, month? So I've got an offset account for myself personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's for me it's more about just getting as much um, additional money as I can in, in the, the offset. offset account. Yeah. If I need to pull it out so for something, I can pull say, it out. Yeah. But just getting it down in in the so offset account. Do you account. make extra payments or just the weekly offset amount? account? Just put as much in the offset account. So offsets the interest on that yeah. one. Yeah, hundred percent offset account. That's and telling through all these points you're bringing up, you're down to point eight, mm-hmm. number eight now. But like we said before, even if they're all just one percenters, all yeah. those add up together. They all add compounds up. the effect yeah. of getting that uh, yep. mortgage down quicker. Yeah, and that's why I think it's good for someone that it's it's a little bit daunting. It's a little bit making the first call, but I think also I like to think about it as, you know, I you know if you want to get fit, you want to get physically fitter. You're running a marathon. What do you do? You tr- you start training. Well, you go for one jog and then think <laughs> that you're like amazing, no, you and then you enter in a marathon. No, obviously, yeah. So you, you do. it's the same principles. Yeah. So you can't just pay off your debt tomorrow. So you've got to train for it. And paying off your debt is like little, like the little jobs Fine that you're going to go for, like, you know, and then seeing a personal trainer, which is obviously your mortgage broker, mm-hmm. and seeing a team of, let's say, you you know, you want to set out, you want, you know, whatever you need to do to run that marathon. So you keep improving your situation. You keep improving your situation, but you've got to start. Yep. you just got to yeah. do it. And I think as well, there's an, it's a no judgment area oh, and not yeah. to be embarrassed about where you are, even yeah. if you are the 60-year-old with $600,000 worth of debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but you name it, we've seen it, and I think, especially with me being a consumer, I've done it. Um, I thank God that I wasn't um, a you know around when you know Afterpay first came around. But I was a lay-by girl, like no tomorrow. You know, I kept, I went to pretty much every shop at Marion Shopping Centre. I had a lay-by in. I was like, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you. I see you. You can tell the difference between our sisters. Like, I never have used lay-by no, in my life. Oh, really? What was, is yeah. labour? I'm again? so glad I never got onto Neither the afterpay. <laughs> yeah, we're all looking at you like labour. Yeah, this is, labor? is where it's important. I've lived and breathed it. So if you want to talk about cutting down your expenses. oh, And I think that's why it. we're doing this is you can either sit with your head in the sand yes. and ignore it yeah. or own up to the situation. Yeah. 
And I like I think about where am I going to be in 20, 30 years time? Yeah. Like and I start thinking about okay, superannuation, my mortgages, that type of thing. Like I don't I don't want to have my mortgage in 10 years time. No. Mm. Yeah. And so yeah, and that's really important, especially when you sit down and talk to Steve, because Steve will ask you those questions. Yeah, and the good thing about what you're saying also, Talitha, it's, uh, it doesn't matter how small the step is, as long yeah. as you're going in the right direction. Yeah. And that's what I always say to my clients as well. So 100%. don't be too concerned if the step is small. And if you only did uh, two or three of these eight points so far that Talitha has shown you, yeah. uh, at least you're going in the right direction and you will start to eventually get that momentum up. Yeah. And you'll get a bit more excited and do a few more of these. Yeah, exactly. And I think that momentum is a really big thing. And don't be too hard on yourself. And this is why you set, you know, I like to talk about sort of setting realistic and achievable goals, but also a pipeline dream. I know Ferial's big on. Um, Ferial wants to win the home lottery. She thinks she's going to win lottery. Everyone's going to win. I was yeah. going to win $150 million this week. So. Uh, Steve's daughter. Yeah, my daughter. Oh, yeah, the lottery. Yeah. That's, that's for you, Claire, if you're watching. I'm, yeah. just, I'm lucky and I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm lucky too. We're all yeah. winning the lottery yeah. here. Yeah. And guys, I just, I've had quite a few clients win the lottery, so your chances of winning the lottery increase if, if you become a fab tax client. Oh, you said it. It's you heard it here first. That is the is goal. Chances increase. Are you gonna? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Miriam. <laughs> I believe it. Mm. All right. So that's the, not the kind of you know. All right. I did win some money on the scratchies. The there other you go. Day too. Every, my clients so, are winners. Yeah, uh, it's true. Number nine. I can show you my scratchy wins. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, also yeah. So make sure you have the network of those who understand as well. Mm-hmm. So those who are on the same plan, and just say, there's. Don't be afraid if your friends want to go out for a weekend, like Saturday, Sunday night, and then Sunday, like, yeah, Sunday brunch. You got to say to them, I can't afford it. Like yeah. guys, how are you guys affording this? Like it's all on credit card. Like yeah. sorry. Yeah. I can't do this. Come around to my house. I'll cook some pasta. It's going to cost $5. We can watch Netflix. We'll have drinks at home drinks rather at than home. going yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, you know, it's yes, it's fun to go and out I think- and stuff, but it's also fun to pay off your debt and live debt free. Yeah. That's fun. I think it's also, and you have to sometimes be selective sometimes about who you hang out with. Yeah. Um, because you can't go shopping. Uh, if you're if you've got this goal, going out shopping with one of your girlfriends oh, that I just spends money like everywhere. No, I mean I as know, long I as it's just my, them. As long as it's just them. But yeah, yeah. I, I would say I, I'm very mindful of who I now spend time around with. Yeah. Is that why you um, haven't been answering my phone calls? That's why I'm <laughs> Miriam, you want to take not, me out for dinner? I'm not hanging out with anyone at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like I just spent the weekend. I'm in my zone. I'm I just, paying off my mortgage. I, I went. I went. You know what? I just went. Uh, on the weekend with Miriam, just spent the whole weekend with her. And it's just a different mindset when I'm with Miriam. She's just very much, very savvy. Like, I just love being around she's her. Because, yeah, well, we, we cooked breakfast. She yeah, and she's just us. always, yeah. she's always thinking, always planning. She's like, all right, if we go here now with this, this costing, this costing, what yeah. about if we do this? So but she's people very can be that it. too. You can become that kind of person. And we yeah, still but had it, fun. But that's great. But it that's helps. very similar yeah, to what so, I do. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and who want to um, use their money more wiser Mm. is so important. Yeah, it's a learned skill because sometimes it doesn't happen naturally and I certainly had to learn it, Mm. um, you know, and then make sure. But I've become obsessed now. Like Sam, I can't go to the shops and if you buy something, I was like, Mm. was it on special? And I think you've raised a really good point um, (laughs) in that a lot of people go, no, this money thing, it's too hard. I'm not a numbers person. I don't understand it. Yeah. Sorry, like this is basic things which we all have to know. Yes, we didn't get taught it in school, yeah. but 
it's we do have to become have a little bit of financial literacy and it's yeah. not that it's these it's pretty basic accessible as well like obviously hard. listening to webinars is a great thing yeah tuning in we've always talking about tips um and you just become a money person just from living and breathing and looking at it it doesn't and it becomes you know, a habit once yeah. it's a habit you yeah. don't uh, you don't even think about it anymore no. you still naturally and that's so. the best thing and yeah. you know and especially like i've got a friend you know she gets up every morning to go for a run doesn't even think about it whereas it takes me probably two weeks to think about going for a run yeah <laughs> we are not, not, we're not the girls unless there was a shop at the other end unless there was, i know yeah. I, went, I went walking around so yeah so basically yeah so get yourself a team Get accountable. But Is there more tips now. to go? Yeah, we've got two more tips. We've okay. Got to, oh, so top pretty 10. Quick. Yeah, top 10. We're at number nine. Wow. So now this is where probably we can get the audience to input because I know there's Facebook groups about this. Raw about if you're looking at extra income. So let's say you've got oh, your yeah. income yes. coming in. Boom, this mm. is us. You go. <laughs> let's say you got $1,000 a week coming in and that's the only thing. You can't do any more overtime at work. You can't do anything at work at all. But if you can do overtime, 100% do overtime. If you can do extra yeah. shifts, whatever you want. Yes. So, you know, there's a suggestion that look around your house because you've got hundreds of dollars of stuff that can be sold. Okay. So yes. this is a broader, this is not just your house, but it's yeah. So this look is at other any money. other way yeah. to make income come yeah. in. Mm. Yeah. Um, so what are our clients doing right now? And I like this one because... I do like to occasionally go out to dinner. I do like to what? buy a when? few new clothes every when? now and again. She does. So I've I would that. prefer and I love making more money and what? or working out ways to make money. Yeah. So some of the ways that, and my always looking at what clients are doing. Yeah. Because sometimes. Best way. Yeah. So I can see what. And that's what, why people are sharing it on Facebook too. So yeah. what people, uh, ways that clients are making more money. They're doing Uber driving. Yeah. So they're doing Airtasker. Yeah, Airtasker. They're a big doing one. Airbnb. Yep. And they're doing um, renting out rooms to students. Student rooms. Their meals. Easy money. Host staying. So yeah. they're having um, like they're hosting a person around. Yeah. So some of these don't even cost you any. Uh, like they don't cost you anything. Yeah. You might have that spare bedroom, and you can just have amazing guests come in. Um, and ex- like experience different things. But Indeed, yeah. So some people do meet their future partners by um, Airbnb out their spare room. Really? Yeah, all-time cool. gaula. Yeah. So um, is that a beautiful who's... German girl. And I was like, who, how who did, did this? you get her? <laughs> I was like, how did <laughs> there you go. meet her? You wow. know, she's gorgeous. Through Airbnb. Through Airbnb, his house. Yeah, and I was like, that's one way to meet someone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. One, one uh, side hustle I'd like to throw up, but yes. again, by why I'm – Buffett, he's a big, uh, it's not an immediate uh, side hustle, but uh, it can reap huge rewards going forward into the future. It's actually education. Yes. Uh, Warren Buffett's a, one, a huge one of uh, studying for degrees and things yep. like that. And it's, uh, although it's not money in your pocket straight away, no, long but it's term, investing in your career. career. Steve, yeah. And Steve has been doing that Living, with a Masters yeah. of Financial Planning yeah. right now, yeah. studying yeah. that one. Um, I know myself, I've studied um, several different degrees and, um, I think there's there's a balancing between like I do see a lot of clients trying to think I'm going to start my own business and then spend excessive amounts on starting their own business. So whatever you're doing, besides the studying one, which is different, you can maybe put it on your hex or your help. Yeah. Um, but whatever else, keep it lean. Yeah. So um, look at ways to like bring in the income and keep the expenses as low because I too sometimes see too many people thinking they're going to have this side hustle and then this side hustle ends up um, costing them more than what they're making. Yeah, that's a big mm. thing as well. No no numbers. 
Um, and that's why I would, if I start, if I was to do a side hustle, I'd probably, you know, sit down with my accountant and be like, all right, look, um, this is my, this is my idea. Yeah. And I know Miriam straight away would say, just do it and see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, keep your costs down. And a lot, um, of, a lot of people who want to go on Airbnb, they um, often do a big splurge spending right at the start and buy the latest, the greatest, fill their rooms with like cute little mm. things. But um, it gets trashed. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and it's also just, it's not a lean thing. It's just really like just covering costs, make sure that there's not huge startup fees with the side hustle. Yeah. Um, you do have to spend a little money. You do have to buy that bed for them to sleep on. Yeah. <laughs> but, really? We can't just um, put a mattress down. Like, like how we started. Some things like a bed, you know, people do require. But like, hey, just get like one yeah. second hand. Yeah. Ooh. The cushion. Have you ever slept uh, a second hand mattress, Miriam? No, a bed it, frame, a bed frame. It's super cheap. You anyway. don't need three hundred bucks. Like nice then, mattress. Then we, people come to us, and then they've bought cushions, they've bought flowers, they've bought tables. Like so, you just so just very much. If you're going to do a yeah. side hustle, keep it lean. Think about talk to your accountant, talk to Miriam. And, and if you like, if you got a spare room and you want to put a student in, yeah, they just need a bed, yeah. a desk, desk, a chair, a locked safe, and internet. Then, you yeah, can download. You can download yeah. a room rooming agreement off the internet, off the uh, government site. Yeah. And you, if you cook them, if you include meals, it's an extra hundred, two hundred bucks. It's, yeah. it's especially if you like that. It's uh, yeah, it's easy money in terms of um, you know. Oh, and we'll get back to your though, find junk to sell in your house as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where you can sell on eBay, Facebook Marketplace. Facebook um, Marketplace. That's apparently all the rage it's now. Huge. It's huge. I obviously I go on it. I check what's around in my area. <laughs> uh, restoring old furniture. I know that's, you know, it's a hobby as well. It keeps you occupied, but you can sell it. Um, you know, I've got friends that uh, do up little camper vans and sell that. That's a good yeah, little idea. That's another, Did you guys that's hear about one. that guy who started selling barley coconut shells? Yeah. yeah. You know, my friend, he's like, I had that idea. I didn't do it. I was, I had, I was in Bali and I saw them all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely just take well, risks. Like, like that, you know, that eyeliner. Oh, yeah. Well, Ferry, I've got, yeah. got a real good one. Did you yes. hear about the guy that started off on eBay with a pencil <gasps> and ended up with a house? Wow. He, he, oh, kept, he kept up selling and up selling and up selling and up selling over years and years and years and ended up with a house. I tried to, I tried to sell my um, – got an eBay tip selling for you. I was going through a stage where we just got Paw Patrols everywhere. And my Sorry, kids, I thought you were going to say you started with a house and then with a Yeah, yeah, no, this is not that good. Um, but <laughs> is this Paw, a good Patrol, Paw Patrol is like over for my kids. They're a bit older now. So I started selling on Facebook Marketplace just individual that doesn't work. You got to sell like Bundles. a package, yeah. yeah. And you got to do like you can get three for this amount of dollars. Yeah. Are you trying to sell individual Paw Patrol? Yeah, and no one bought them, so I didn't. I you know I kept trying, kept looking, but again, um, it's just really going for it because we can all we can talk about doing a side hustle for a year, mm. but um, yeah. a lot of people don't actually take the time and effort to go out and do a side hustle. So mm. this is your call to action, everybody. Let's do. Let's and sell some your mortgage stuff. though, or pay off debt. Oh, that's yeah. That. Don't, don't just go back on. Facebook marketplace. Yeah, I think you've raised a really good point. Um, And it's also, like I see a lot of clients, they'll get a pay rise. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. Tax return? Yeah. A a tax return. Put your tax return straight away, your tax refund straight away on your mortgage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And use it as a forced savings. I've got clients that don't claim a tax-free threshold. Yeah. So they get an extra six grand every single year. Or I've got clients that um, still say that they have a help debt even though they don't. And they've got that forced savings. But instead, yeah, so this is where I would say to someone, and we recently had this as well, 
Put that in your offset. Yes. Yeah. Ideally. So like for, for savings, and that's a great idea. It's a guaranteed return. Yeah. If, you, if your mortgage yeah. happens to be 4% and you've yeah. just got a $1,000 tax return, you put the $1,000 off your mortgage, uh, that's a $1,000 at 4% that you've actually gained. Yeah, so exactly. It's and guaranteed. That's, yeah, and then like you're saying, a pay rise, if you've got any extra income I will say, in. yeah, so if you are going to go to your boss for a pay rise, put like – Put in there the value that you're going to bring to their organisation. Yeah. You meant to bring three times in, aren't you? Uh, well, depending on, no, no, it just depends. But well, I've just, what? I've heard too, from too many people, they, um, yeah, too many bosses um, just hearing from their employees wanting pay rise, really sell how you're going to deliver the extra value or what, or how you're going to give value to the business. Yeah, yeah exactly. My hot tip. All right, so we come. We've done. You know, we've talked about paying, making extra repayments. You know, making sure that you know bad debts being paid off. Yeah. Changing your payments to fortnightly. Down to the last one. And we're down to the, the oh, last one. And this boom, one, boom. this one is something when we when we sort of were talking about yeah, our top ten tips and what we do, and I sort of was thinking about what's actually something in the market right now that people can do again without even thinking about it because. We, I know when I sort of bought houses and Steve, you know, you could probably chime in as far as I bought sort of houses when it was around seven, eight percent interest rates. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my first house was 13 percent. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So I remember when I first bought my house, I was lucky enough I could go overseas and came back and I looked at my repayments and I was like, what is going on? It's not making a difference. (laughs) Um, So I was a bit shocked because I wasn't implementing any of this, but you know, Every Tuesday, the RBA it meets to talk about interest rates once a month. Once yeah, a month. that's yeah. The Sorry, first not every Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First Tuesday every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know my stuff. Yeah. So you know, interest rates are going up. Interest rates are going down. Doesn't matter because what you need to do if the interest rates go down, yeah, your minimum monthly repayment might go down, but you need to make sure that you're setting it, and it doesn't change regardless that's unless perfect. it changes up. And that's something that, you know, everyone can do because we're so used to paying, even a year ago, used to paying sort of, you know, a lot more than what we are now. And if we're used to that, then it doesn't make a difference if the interest rates go down. What people got to remember is that uh, by keeping it at the same level, even though the interest rates drop, that's coming straight off the equity straight away. So the example that you gave of $50 a month, uh, that's... You know, the $50 a month plus keeping those payments the same, that's like $100 a month, for instance. So it does cut into it a fair bit, and you do notice a difference further down the track. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, exactly. So that's just a little one as well. But uh, I just wanted to talk about a scenario with everyone right now. And this is something that, you know, you can react, like, you know, you can put towards your scenario. And it's not, it's just something that's, it's just a pure example of what this can happen. So I just want to say Jane and Joe Blocks have a nice house in a nice suburb. This could be you. Um, they have a $500,000 loan with 30 years left and need to start paying it off sooner as their goal is to have no mortgage as soon as possible. So now we, I sat down with them and we said, right, let's discuss some ways that we can say, save you money and pay off their mortgage faster. So get this, guys. Get ready to be blown away, right? As it stands, 30 years to pay it off, monthly repayments, no extra repayments. In 10 years' time, they'll have... Uh, still a balance outstanding about $382,000. So Jane and Joe decide to change their repayments to fortnightly. All right. So fortnightly payments in 10 years, that knocks off $26,000 difference just by changing it. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my god! So, I'll know, just yeah. check those figures, and that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Wait, ten years, ten years, changing from 26. monthly to fortnightly. Yeah, Twenty-six grand. Nothing. You don't have to think about that. It. Is a European <laughs> now holiday. it gets better. It gets better. We're not supposed to spend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets better. So Jane and Joe, they sit down and said, "Yeah." We can, as a family, we can put $50 per week in additional payments. Like just $50 per week. Yeah, what's 50? What's 50? Exactly. So it's, 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 it's a good lunch. It's getting, yeah. <laughs> good it's, coffee. Yeah. Meal it's, it's getting rid of your Foxtel. meal out. So your Foxtel subscription. Get rid already, of it. Already, yeah. So $50 a week already. Mm. I've just said, boom, Jen and Joe will pay off their loan in less than 23 years. So mm. with a spare $50 a week. So save seven years in the life of their loan. Just paying Incredible. $50 a week. So rather than paying it off at 60, they're paying it off at 53? Yeah. Mm. Sure, Ferial. Yeah. Gives them more time to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to put so, money away for retirement. Yeah, so 50, $50 a week equals an extra $56,000 repaid off your loan in 10 years. Incredible. Yeah. So you think about that. Think about what you're wasting on 50 bucks. I mean, I just spent $50 on ridiculous lotto tickets. Like ridiculous. Uh, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. And I said to Sam, I said, we might as well just go outside the street and literally just throw it out. Like, Give it to me next time. <laughs> you no, yeah, it is well, worth I know, it. I know. So that, but the thing is, is it worth $56,000? Yes. Yeah, no. One in eight million, it's whatever. That's a fantastic so, return. Yeah, exactly. $50 for 56, I know, I know, right? Take that. This is just crazy. Like it, once you sit down... And you really look at those numbers. This is this is big dollar numbers for fifty bucks kind of thing. Mm. So, and imagine what we could do with an extra hundred dollars a week. And you know what? I did the numbers, and you're paying off your loan instead of thirty years. You're paying off in twenty one years. Twenty one years for an extra hundred dollars per week. Wow. Yeah. So that's one night a week doing Uber driving. Ugh. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, you know, or, can, no, that's a student. That's yeah, a student, student accommodation. Yeah, that's one one of your rooms getting lent yeah. out to a student. Yeah, and you can yeah. make lifelong friends. Like you know, I lived in a shared house, and my friends, you know, lifelong friends, and you get to learn about other cultures. And I remember coming home one day, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is delicious. What are you? What is this?" And she's like, "It's okra," and it was disgusting. Like it smelled fantastic, but it tasted like. I don't know what okra is. Oh, yes. What well, nationalities have you ever had someone from um, Hong Kong live with you before? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Shout out to Maggie. <laughs> no, it was Susanna. No, Susanna. Yeah, know, yeah, Susanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I lived with her for a number of years and, you know, beautiful, you know, to look, learning all about her culture and everything like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is big. Big dollar you've lived t- so to like you have lived in like shared accommodation places, yeah, yeah. Um, for student quite accommodation a while as a way to pay off mortgages faster. Yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah, silver. Mm. Just so you know, yeah, <laughs> really. I think that yeah. if I was young again, um, uh, but also because I'm so you know, but it, it, young, you know, still, you don't have the you don't have a big rent. If I was young, so if I was young again now, I would be. Um, Aiming to get a house and then renting out all the rooms out yeah. to my friends. Yeah, and so that's Steve, and then they're Steve, paying for my telling, mortgage. What are you telling yeah. your daughters? Your daughters are like super young. Well, it surprised me the other day. My 19 year old daughter actually said something to me about a property. Ooh. Oh, yeah, well said, done, oh, Steve. I said, You'll get that. You're, you're leaving university yeah. in two yeah. years' time. So yeah. when you come out, uh, we'll but get together. I think we'll, yeah. we'll work something yeah. out. We, are, we have to do, give a disclaimer. We are based in Adelaide yeah. where it, is, it isn't that much of a difference between renting. And buying your own home, yeah, obviously, in true. other places, yeah. like it's going for an apartment yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. like one of the things about Airbnb and just dif- different things like that, it's latest sort of growth in is sort of uh, middle-aged women 
who um, are renting out their room, uh, middle-aged couples are renting out their rooms. Yeah. Can I just give a tip? Yes. Yeah. People that are struggling to actually buy their first home, a lot of people these days, what they're doing is what they used to do in Hong Kong. They actually still rent, but then they actually buy an investment property yeah. and get the investment property paid down, and then they either live in the investment property or sell that to actually buy their first home. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. move back in with their parents, parents. Yeah. and then get a rent. Yeah, or they're no coming see like that. We did. We bought cheaper. In a in a in a you know, we just bought cheaper. That's the ultimate and one. They're top eleven. Yeah. Move, move, move in with, with your parents, parents and rent out your house, but and you'll have it. What about down? Hang on. What about move in with your sister yeah. <laughs> and rent out your house? Hey, <laughs> would ya? Would ya? Is it worth coming, especially in summer with your pool? <laughs> we'll just stay here for a while. <laughs> yeah, there's a reserve there. You can probably park a little camper yeah. van on the other so, side. So. Thank, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Yes. You go, thank everyone for listening. How thank do we you. get in contact with you guys? So, You're amazing. Yeah, thank you. We've got, um, I've got a Facebook page, so Talitha Home Finance Broker, but also Alpha Home Loans is our, um, is our uh, company page, yeah. but also Fabtax Accountants. Um, we, all, we all work in the same office. Um, we've got a link, and I'll, I'll send out these tips in an email as well, so just a follow-up. And also, um, yeah, so just send me a private message about your situation or, you know, on Facebook Live, definitely share your top tips for your what you're doing with your budget, what you're doing with saving money and, you know, paying off your mortgage and even share us your why. Like why is it important for you, um, you yeah. know, to, to have, you know, to live without a mortgage? Can you imagine? Mm, fantastic. I'm looking forward mm. to it. And um, you're offering a free consultation, is that right? Yeah, home loan health check. And I know, Steve, um, you know, what's your – what are you preparing? to do if someone calls you up yep. steve yep. help me do the same thing as leg. well yeah <laughs> do the same thing as well first appointment's always free then we yep. assess where we can go from there yep. uh after that first appointment i can give you a rough idea where you need to go yeah and then we take it from there we work out the areas that we need to research and how we can improve those bits and pieces of your finances going forward yeah and then we take it from there so yeah, it's absolutely. very easy yeah and i think you know as most people would say you're worth your weight in gold steve so mm. like oh, okay. Yeah. 86 kilos. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, how did check. that go with the life insurance? <laughs> like I said, in my number one top Perfect. tip, first tip is making sure that you've got a loan that suits your situation. No point making extra repayments. I will also flag, we haven't really brought this up, but um, I see a lot of clients falling into the trap of putting their own homes, and I believe they're cutting it out more, on interest only. Um, so their own residential home, is that yeah. still allowed now or is it mainly um, principal and interest? Yeah, so there's there's still some products available, but we as mortgage brokers, it's our compliance to add add a commentary saying why. You know, yeah. why is this? Um, why, what's wrong, hang on, what's wrong with interest only? Where's your principal? How you know, you pay so off? a lot of people to get, it's not really probably in South Australia, but to get into the property market in Melbourne and Sydney, mortgages are yeah. so well, high. Does it, yeah. um, so they can only afford the interest only repayment. Which is a lot of repayment. Yeah. Which means that they're the never going to repay off the principal. Or what happens, which um, clients get into the trap of, is it's interest only for five years and then they have mm. to go back to principal and interest and then, and then they can't yeah. afford it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they cool up. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So they can't afford it. So that's the other and thing. And often those to products, those interest only products, weren't available. So if you're on interest only for five years, you can't actually, it's very hard to extend that from that five years. So, uh, so that's really important that you know what's coming ahead. Um, if you're on interest only and, you know, yeah, to get into the property market and you made those sacrifices, but. We're talking about you got to pay off your principal, yeah, um, and making sure that you're so, not again negative equity 
And also being really clear, if you do have multiple investments, understanding what should be on principal interest yeah. and what should be on interest Yeah, only. and that's a question for Miriam as well. I get often she'll get asked, and myself as well, and this is why I directed to the accountant, you know, I've paid off most of my mortgage. Should I start paying off my investment property? Mm. Should I start doing this? And this is where Steve can come in and be like, well, mm. you know, this is your long-term plan and yeah. this is why the A-team's here. Right. This is your long term plan. Yeah, you've this got your why. mortgages, you've got your superannuation, yeah, you've yeah, got to work out shares. Do I buy shares? Do I buy an investment property? It's like, hang on a second, but it's really what you want to live off when you retire. It's really fine tuning depending on a person's individual age. Obviously, yeah. the younger yeah. you are, the better off you're paying off your mortgage. But as you're getting closer to age 65, you're probably better off putting a bit more into super. Yeah, depending, depends on, on income. De- depending yeah. on your income and how big your mortgage still is. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, the mortgage is always tends to be the number one in financial planning to get paid off yeah. because that frees you up with extra money. So Yeah, exactly. Cool. So, yeah, listen to our top tips and um, get in contact with us. But other than that, thank you so much for listening in. We've uh, really had a good, great time. Yeah. And Thanks, um, we look forward to the next one and we'll see yeah. you soon. Woohoo. We'll, we'll see you later. Guys. Thank you. See you. Thanks, Bye. guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We are getting awesome feedback from our viewers and listeners and we want to hear from you. What was your key takeaway, your lessons learned, something you can relate to or your aha moment and share it on our Facebook and Instagram. You can also visit our sistersthatslay.com.au website to see what we've been up to. This podcast has been brought to you by Miriam's business, Fab Tax Accountants. We make your life easier, keep your books clean and accounting and tax can even be fun so you can love your numbers.